What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by Cameron and Jim. And today we're going to do top five action films. So we wanted to kind of keep the theme of Father's Day-ish, dad, um, dad-related things, um, since Father's Day was this past Sunday, and we felt what better topic that kind of encompasses dads than explosions and gunfire and uh, it's just action, 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 some some raw raw action. Uh, <laughs> that was a little weird. Uh, Starting off with number cool. five. Number five. Um, my number five is going to be a little film called U.S. Marshals, and I don't know if you guys have you guys heard of U.S. Marshals. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah, is this the Tommy Lee Jones? Yes, Tommy Lee okay. Jones and Wesley Snipes. Okay, and it's a sequel, right? It is U.S. Marshals a sequel? I believe it's like the unofficial sequel to The Fugitive. To The Fugitive, because he plays the same character, so it's the same world still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my So I lived across the street from uh, a family... And they had two kids about, uh, two boys about my age when I was growing up, and their dad was a U.S. Marshal, or is, or <clears throat> and uh, so I don't know, when I got around to seeing it, I think that was around the time that we were all hanging out, and so I was really interested because I was like, I know one of these people that are U.S. Marshal, and just the fact that Tommy Lee Jones is a great actor, Wesley Snipes is a great actor, yeah. and it was just a fun, it's just a runaway action, you know, he's running from Tommy Lee Jones, and Tommy Lee Jones is trying to catch him, and it's, it's just a good time. So that, that is why I chose that to be my uh, number five. Right. It's a pretty strong choice. I haven't seen it myself. I know about it. I also like The Fugitive, so I've always wanted to see it. I've just never really gotten around to it. But Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Good. I love Tommy Lee Jones as an actor, so I mean that's you know reason enough for me to, to check it out, to see him doing more as, like, I'm assuming he's a little bit younger, so he can run, running gun a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of plays, like, the seasoned veteran. It's, okay. it's an interesting... Was Tommy Lee definitely... Jones ever younger? Was that... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he was just less was... old, it's like, I guess. Like, is Keanu Reeves ever going to get old? Is that kind of the same... Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> same principle, different yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, but no, if you have an extra, like, two hours or whatever, and you're like, I want to watch an action film, I would recommend uh, U.S. Marshals. It's a good time. Cool. So for my number five, I am going with the Predator, the old Arnie Ooh. one. I I love the Predator. Great. It's such a fun film. It's just it's fun in so many ways, from the characters and the way they kind of like get picked off to the actual monster itself and how that's dealt with. Like it's just all around a really fun film. And that's I personally think is like the best of the series because like is. I remember watching like the second one after that with. Um, uh, Danny Glover, I think, was in the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah the, the <laughs> where they're in the two, city. It's like gang. It's like a gang war. Is like the backdrop. Yeah, of it. it's, it's just I don't know. Like there was just something of so. Wait, which side was Predator on? <laughs> Neither. Here, here's, here's the funny thing about Predator Two that I tried to watch it finally. Like actually, not that long ago. It was probably like half a year ago. I was trying to watch it. The effects are worse in Predator yeah. Two than they are in Predator One. And it, it throws you because like you don't expect but that, recent, but it yeah. looks the acting is terrible. The cinematography just doesn't look good, and the effects are just the first bland. one was just far far so, better. And like just being in the jungle like creates a completely different because it's really yeah. a hunt and game like type of setting really. And um, so essentially, they were just trying to cash in on the predator hype, right? It's what it sounds like, and they just like people like predator. Let's just give them some crap. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's kind of what Predator Two was. It was it was like we did a jungle the first time. Let's do a concrete one the next time, and that's which that's, is a common what's for yeah. movies around that time because they did almost the same thing with Jurassic Park where they were like you know they started in like the jungle setting and then they went into the oh Jurassic Park you know yeah. into the city yeah no I mean that yeah and but what I love about Predator is is especially when it first came out you know no one really expects what's coming Mm-mm. and it's these people in the middle of a war in the middle of the jungle where they're finding dead bodies and you just think originally it's from the enemy but it's not from the enemy that you think it is nope. it's from this alien from space that's there to literally hunt people yep. that's all he's there for Big game and I think it's so cool and he's terrifying especially like the mask comes off and you finally see his face yeah. it's so awesome oh man and I love I just love 
so much of the film. Let's just talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger covering himself in mud and just having to walk to hide around. from Thermal yeah. too. Yeah. Like it's a smart. It's smart, but it's yeah. still kind of funny to like exactly. see him, like you know cover himself in mud. You know what I love too though is that they do that and he actually gets um like he gets away for a minute but then he gets caught by the predator. So it's not even that's not even something that can still fool the predator. I yeah. just think it's such a fun film. Awesome. So my number five choice, if I can get my my list pulled up here, is going to be... Take your time, Jim. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> is, my number five is Mad Max Fury Road. I liked the Mad Max uh, movies kind of as a whole, but like Mad Max Fury Road brought a completely different... Um, different deal to the to the whole movies like you know just the the non-stop action the you know like the car chases the you know like explosions the post-apocalyptic in a much more normal or like much more you know current viewpoint um as opposed to like the old mel mel gibson post-apocalyptic yeah you know, mad max but like are there different post-apocalyptic <laughs> well the it, well if you look at the mel the mel uh uh, the Mel Gibson ones, it's it doesn't feel it's it's a post apocalyptic post apocalyptic setting, but it doesn't feel like that because of and that's that's kind of the thing I didn't so I've only seen Mad Max Fury Road and the original Mad Max. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the original Mad Max because it just it's, it's, it and I've heard slow. that consistently. Um when the second one came out I can't remember what the what it's Road Warrior. Mad Max yes. 2. I remember hearing uh-huh. that Road Warrior wasn't promoted as Mad Max 2. It was actually just promoted as Road Warrior because people didn't like the first Mad Max because it wasn't really post-apocalyptic. It, it was it, as best he could do with the little money he had post-apocalyptic. And I yeah. think it's so cool that he then comes back and he reboots his own franchise. I think yeah. that's the coolest thing is to have a director and creator come back and to recreate and redirect your own movie. But then bring in like big names like Charlie Theron and um, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy into this new revamped, much more actiony, you know, Mad Max where it was just like you know your heart's racing because like there's so much happening. You know, it's out in the desert. There's just something about that that like sets it so far apart from any of the other Mad Maxes. Um, I actually haven't seen the movie, but I've been. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, what? Yeah. So I actually own it, which is funny because our friend Jason gave me a copy of the movie, and I think it's still in the wrapper. It's and such a fun habit. movie. I do recommend it. It's, I mean, it's but, lower on my list because I think there's better um, action movies out there. But it's such a fun. But I was going to ask movie. you a question: Is ask. it is it not more like vehicular than it is like actual post-apocalyptic? It's full on post-apocalyptic, yeah. but vehicular post-apocalyptic. Where like the the, the, the vehicles are thrown together with like yeah. It is the know. most. I mean, I've played the game. Uh, the game well, I think is more set in it's, the it's, Mel Gibson, it's like the world. Mel Gibson, the okay, fantasized okay. of the old world. Like it's like the modern grid. Like the vehicles the are closer to Gibson, the game in yeah. this one. The vehicles are closer to that where they're more thrown together. They're more like. You know, you have like these crazy spikes thrown on, and you know all that kind of stuff. I cannot stuff on believe it. you. Have you need to watch it. it. I do I will, recommend uh, that. I one. will go home and watch Mad Max. You can go uh, right now. It. Jim and I will well, finish yeah. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. No, I will watch it before the next episode, so I don't get murdered <laughs> for not seeing Mad Max. Number four. My number four is going to be American Ultra. I forgot about American Ultra. American but actually, Ultra that is a good film. Was a grand old time. I love Jesse Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. I kind of came around on Kristen Stewart. I don't think she's the best. I think she was still kind of her same emotionless, like one note character in that movie. But I feel like we didn't see her as much, so it really didn't matter. Um, I liked uh, Max Brandis before all the controversy <laughs> and stuff. Um, you know, Max Brandis is the guy that did Bright. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, he did. Uh, uh, Chronicle also, yeah. so he's got a pretty good track record, and I felt like uh, American Ultra was a pretty good, uh, you know, addition to that. It's, it's an interesting film. It's a good stylized film too. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has its own world. It's created its own look, and it sticks with that the whole time. And you see it from start to finish, which I really really like. It, nothing nothing visually comes off as like unexpected, which I think is mm-hmm. good for a movie like that, especially that type of action film when you want the story to come off as unexpected. So you're trying to bring people's attention to that 
Um, yeah, no, it's a good choice. It's definitely a good movie. It's a good number four, too, I think. I think it's a good place yeah. for a list. It's, it's just fun. It didn't, like, change my life or anything. Yeah. You know, I could go back and watch it again, probably, because it's a fun time. Yeah. And I think the way they tell the story is interesting. If you remember, I think they tell it kind of out of sync. Or they, like, start towards the end and, like, work their way back towards where they're where Yeah, they, they mess with time a little bit in that yeah. one. I do kind of like that in some movies, though, because then it does oh, make you go back and watch the movie again. Because sometimes, like, throwing the movie out of order can really kind of, like, throw you out of order. So watching it multiple times, because I had ran into the same thing with um, Quentin Tarantino's... Why am I spacing on the title? It's, like, one of my all-time favorite movies. Kill Bill, Hateful Eight, No, one of the older ones. <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of his older ones. Um... <laughs> Why can't I think of it right now? Jesus, Ooh, that's annoying. Reservoir Dogs? No. Or, no, sorry. Uh, I know what he's talking about. Wait. Bruce Willis, uh, Ving Rhames. Yes, that's oh, the wow. one. Wow, how is that the one we were all blanking on? Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite. But like, they do the same thing in that, and that caused me to rewatch the movie to like get, you know, like, wait, what, what kind of what was happening in order, and that like made you see so much more. So I, I love that movies do that kind of stuff sometimes. Also, Memento. Was pretty much that same. Memento same is way. that. Yeah. yeah, it's it. Memento is one of those films that would be boring the other way. Yeah, that's Memento, yeah. and then what was the Christian Bale one as well? The Machinist. Oh, the Machinist. Yeah, essentially oh, the same. That's way not as an well. action yeah. movie. Oh man, that is but, a damn yeah. good film though. Intense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So yeah, American Ultra is my number four. All right. So for me, and I think this will probably surprise people, just because I actually don't know a lot of people that have seen this movie. I really love it. Uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. It's directed by Guy Ritchie. I, that was a more recent one, it right? It was a more recent one. It had Charlie Hunnam in it. Yeah. It's a, I really, really That was when the like the Charlie Hunnam like craze was going. Yeah, was, where yeah. he was like, Everything. his career was like spiking. Like it was yeah. doing so well. I, I really, really love the movie though. It's so fun and it's like a modern, it's like a modern and inventive way to do the King Arthur story, which we've all heard a thousand times. Yeah. A lot of people didn't want to see it because they were like, it's not the King Arthur story that we're seeing. Like, they're like, why is his haircut look modern? Why are his clothes kind of modernish? I don't care what time it takes place in because the movie creates its own world and it completely sucked me into that world. Yeah. And it told the story in a way where I found myself to be completely interested all like like I was a kid again seeing the King Arthur story for the first time but it's just it's su it has such great performances from Jude Law and Charlie Hunnam the directing is amazing uh, there's a whole Guy Ritchie's famous for his montages he does a whole montage to bring us from King Arthur as a kid to King Arthur as an adult and you feel like you know him through this quick montage it's such a well done film I don't think I knew Guy Ritchie directed that, but it makes I me want to see it. Yeah. Because yeah. I that, love Lockstock. I love, uh, oh God, why am I blanking on every he movie? He did Snatch. Um, yes, yeah, Snatch. Yeah, yeah. He, he also did the recent Aladdin movie, which is actually yeah. way more enjoyable than I was expecting. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to go there. Because you said people were complaining about King Arthur because his hair was cut. Yep. And that's really starting to piss me off because everybody finds everything to complain about. Yeah. Right? Where it's like... Oh, why is Will Smith playing the genie? Blah, blah, blah. Why is, uh, you know, in, in Titans, you know, Cameron and I are, are big DC fans. And yep. it's like, oh, Starfire, blah, blah, blah. And I was one of the people that was complaining about it. So I'm kind of a hypocrite in this sense. But it's like, just give it a chance. Well, in, and, and I wish and, more people would do that And change is not always well. bad. And let, right? the, yeah. let the movie create its own world. If we're talking about, like, a 1970s cop film, but the cop is wearing knight armor on a horse, that's wrong. That's a reason to not see the film. But when we're talking about King Arthur, first of all, it's a fictionalized story anyway. And secondly, it's a world that you can create your own time and time again. And that's what Guy Ritchie did. And he did a great job of it. It's a really fun and, film. And something for me on that is like, I don't know. Like, I kind of see, like, I do want to check that out because it does look like it's a good movie. But it's one of those, for me, feels like a story that's been told a you know, million times. Because yep. like, I'm kind of in the same boat with like the Robin Hood movies. Well, like we've seen so many Robin Hood movies yeah, come up through, like, you know what I mean? They just remade the new one with um, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just, I have zero interest because it's a story that's been told a thousand times. Well, like, and it was told best by Mel Brooks. That's the last. It definitely so was. That's the yeah, last exactly. version like, I needed. You don't need to watch any other Robin Hood. <laughs> I, I would still, stops with I do agree, <laughs> I do agree that we see these too often, but King Arthur is a different King Arthur. It okay. is just a different story. Well, okay. I, I so check that one out then. In the sense, I don't care about King Arthur per se, 
I would watch it just for the Guy Ritchie. Factor. It's worth watching just for Guy. I would go see Aladdin just for Guy Ritchie. I was I actually enjoyed the film. Right? I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. So I've, I've been willing to give that film a well, massive chance. That's to That's kind of sorry. I didn't I didn't make my point. I know we're gonna move on, but yeah. uh, people were complaining about the genie and Aladdin and the live action yeah. and stuff. I have heard nothing but good things about that movie. It's because it's a good movie. Yeah, that's honestly so, yeah. And I think people need to give people just movies more of a chance. Always give Guy Ritchie a chance. Yes. <laughs> One bad film, guys. Yes. One bad film. Unless you're Madonna. Wait, uh, still that was the bad film. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Awesome. So my number four pick is something kind of a little bit out there that I don't think a lot of people really even know exists because it's not an American film. Actually, it's a Japanese film called Battle Royale. And if anybody knows anything about that movie, it is definitely action. It is Hunger Games stepped up to 10. It's Japanese Hunger Games. It, it is existing. It's original Hunger yes. Games. It and is. it's gory and gritty. It is extremely gory, especially like yes. with you know the fact that you're taking high school kids mm-hmm. and throwing them on an island and forcing them to kill themselves. And there's, I, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure there's like actual scenes of like blood splatter happening across mm-hmm. the screen because these kids are all fighting for survival. You know, it, it's like I feel like it. As soon as we were making this list, I felt like this was the perfect one to go into that because it, it is exactly that action, blood, and you know, death, and you know, it doesn't have explosions, but you don't always need that kind of right. stuff in an action movie. And funny enough, Battle Royale was on my list for a short time. Was it really? Yeah, I, and it, it got I, knocked out, but I don't feel like a lot of people know that movie even exists. I can tell you that the people that play the battle royale genre probably don't know that battle royale. <laughs> yeah, the movie I would exists. play that as a game because that would, that would be, be yeah. so much more interesting. Yeah. I mean, the battle royale movie is it, it's fun in a way that's horrible to watch. Like that's what's yeah. so interesting. Are you about like it. cheering for these people, but then you're sad to see them die? And you don't even really know who you're cheering for because that movie like intentionally doesn't really give you character development because mm-hmm. you're not watching character development. You're kind of watching from the same lens that the people running the whole show are, and that's what I think is so interesting about Battle Royale. Is this, you're not there to make connections. They you're also, there to watch people lose connections. They so also do a really good job of not presenting heroes and villains mm-hmm. in the way of like you know you're like watching in horror as all these again high school kids are being like thrown on this island and f- being forced to fight for survival it's not it doesn't have that same hunger games where you're like oh like he's you know he's a career regular he's you know he's projected to win and you know like we're rooting for the underdog who's like from this like poor district like you're not you don't have that it's a very different character feel too and I think that like is a very non-American like type of th- type of thing I, w- I would like to wrap this one up by saying that I think it's really funny uh, that the writer of Hunger Games said that she had never heard of Battle Royale because Battle Royale is not only a thing about the government creating a show essentially where they're like kids killing kids mm-hmm. and one survives <laughs> the sequel is they overthrow the capital which is nice. the exact same thing that yeah. happens in the Hunger Games it's a weird coincidence so if yeah. it is, yeah. and it just Battle Royale does it better. I haven't seen the second movie because I'm not gonna watch it because it sounds boring. But Battle Royale does the actual battle itself better. Yeah. So. Um, I would also make a, a final note on that to say the I remember one distinct part where a kid gets stabbed in the crotch and it has like plagued my brain. <laughs> Every time I think of Battle Royale, I think of a kid getting stabbed yeah. in the crotch. It's just. <laughs> Ugh. Sounds horrible to think about. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. I don't know if you remember that part, but it is like burned into my battle royale brain. With that, yeah. we move on to number three. Number three. So my number three is kind of a more obvious choice. I had to go with John Wick. John Wick is just so fun. Oh, it's it's your, it's, like, movie, it's, your yeah. it's the definition of an action movie, right? And I think we can all relate on wanting to murder people for hurting our dogs. Yes, I, that's, that was going to be one of my comments on it. Is, it's like that they, the way that they did that where it's most of these other action movies have other motivations. You, we've never seen an action movie where like his house is broken into and his dog is killed and he goes on a murderous rampage, like you know, just purely for revenge. I mean, yeah. There's more to yeah, it, but like, you know, yeah. but I see what you're getting at. Yeah. I know last episode we talked about Taken, which like, yeah. Your daughter gets t- your daughter gets yeah. kidnapped. You're gonna go after them, but it's like yeah. your dog that represents your wife who died of cancer. Yeah, and then right, Maybe yeah, that something right? like that. Yeah, it's something yeah. Like that. I so mm-hmm. I will say with John Wick, I gave I, I tried to watch it years ago, didn't like it. Um, I didn't watch all of it though. 
I watched one of the battles, one of the fight scenes, and it just didn't... I know what they were going for, because they were going for not doing a bunch of quick cuts. Like, we see too often different action scenes. Like I remember seeing a cut from Taken... Or a scene from Taken 3 where Liam Neeson is jumping over a fence, and there's, like, 18 cuts in the shot or something like that. It's something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, I know they were trying to go for that in John Wick. It wasn't believable to me. I haven't tried to rewatch it since then, to be fair. So I don't have a lot of input on this. It's just that it, this one, yeah, kind of out on this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> Cameron and I have a, a similar distaste for Keanu Reeves since he played Constantine, oh. and uh, I feel like that kind of like revived him in my eyes. It's like he, he fits. See, yeah. He's. He, I would not like to see him as Constantine. I'm okay seeing him portray John Wick over and over again. See, and I put uh, that movie. It 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 is a good movie. It's a good action movie, but it just to me wasn't good enough of a movie to be super memorable. Um, because I don't, I'm going to be honest, there's not a lot I remember about it, and which is why I couldn't really put it on my list, because it's one that I'm going to have to go back and rewatch because of the new John Wick. Three, the big Keanu Reeves hype or that's going on right now. Oh, like, Lord, you know, it's so, huge. Like, you know, that's one that's been on, like, I need, I guess I have to go back and rewatch because I don't remember enough about it, so. Keanu Reeves has won the internet, so. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's won a lot of our hearts. So, for my number three, this one is going to be actually my last list where we did the dads. I had a Guillermo del Toro film on there for my number one. This time I got Pacific Rim on there because I love Pacific Rim. I went into Pacific Rim thinking I actually wasn't going to like it. I didn't see it in the theaters because I just thought it looked like another boring like Transformers movie or just another bad Godzilla movie or whatever it may be. But I watched it at home and thoroughly enjoyed it. I've seen it several times since. I love it to death. The soundtrack is great. The visuals are beautiful. There is great story and character development in it. I just really, really like it. Do you want to watch me piss Cameron off? I've never seen Pacific Rim. What is wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's one I've always been told. Like, it's such a fantastic movie. It's just I've never gotten around to see it because I just I haven't taken the time to actually seek it out and try to watch it. But it is very high on my list of movies to watch. And I think after doing this today, I'm going to have to sit down this you coming should. week and watch it. It's, it's just so good. The performances, it's another Charlie Hunnam film, which actually I just realized. Um, but <laughs> it, Charlie Hunnam's great. Idris Elba's great. I mean, it's just... Spoiler alert, Cameron's list is going to be nothing but Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, my list could be a lot of Charlie Hunnam. It's not, but... But you're going to remember as you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Charlie Hunnam. But it, it has moments, too. Like, it's, it's more than an action film to me because mm-hmm. it could just be big robots battling, you know, big monsters, and they could have just made that. Hollywood's made plenty of those. But this has moments where it just, like, grabs you your heart with character development, and the way they transition you into new scenes sometimes is just so gorgeous to watch. Yeah. It's just, it's such an enjoyable film, and the also the theme for the film, the music for it, is one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite soundtracks, and the theme itself is one of my favorites for anything, so... Not to mention Charlie Day is in it. Charlie yes, Day, is, like, is. Charlie Day is also in it. He's great, and um, the guy who the composer for uh, Game of Thrones also and for Westworld also oh, really? did the soundtrack for Pacific Rim, which is also so. It, but yeah. it, it's just it's so good. And Guillermo del Toro tries to focus on he tries to focus on practical effects. That's why this one's kind of interesting because he had to do CG. He he had to kind of go with that. But even with that, there's scenes in this where he focuses more on practical the best way that he can. So, now that that has Ron Perlman. Yes. It does also have okay, Ron Perlman okay. in it. So it is the scene that I'm thinking because I know there's one specific scene like I'm thinking of like Ron Perlman and Charlie Day are sitting there yep. talking like on a like a balcony or whatever and like for some reason I don't know why that like sticks with me so much. Um, Their interaction in the film is great and if yeah, you haven't seen it I why. totally recommend watching it. I have not seen the second one because I honestly don't care. That's, I heard it's not as good. Yeah, I've heard I heard it's basically you. robots versus monsters, which right. is what I thought the first one was going to be. Thoroughly surprised. And so, enjoyed it. A couple notes for me. Um, I realized that Rob Kaczynski is in it as well, who played uh, one of the orcs in the World of Warcraft movie. Mm-hmm. I'm a big World of Warcraft fan, so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, I also appreciate that he, the way Del Toro did it kind of made you feel like you were also piloting those yes. mechs, yep. which was a really oh, cool awesome. feeling. That's Even awesome. watching it from home, you mm. get that feeling. Like I yeah. think it's also the music. Like for me, the music is a huge mm. part of that film because it draws you in and it makes you so excited for like the very first battle and then every other battle you're mm. gonna see after that. It's it's so good. Yeah. Very solid choice. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that. Also, <laughs> yeah. Jason gave me that movie as well. I have it, and I'll let you borrow it. Okay. Awesome. Watch. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So shout um, out to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So my number three pick I was gonna put this I was debating on where to put this on my list but then it like 
conflict. This can go nowhere but number three. My number three pick is 300. Uh, <laughs> it had to be number three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but f- another, like, fantastic, just bloody kind of action-packed fill. You know, like, I love some of those fight scenes that they have. Like, the cinematography, too, I feel, brought, uh, like, a completely different type of like action sequence scene that we've ever seen because like you were talking about earlier a lot of action scenes are like a lot of camera cuts whereas this one is a lot of slowed down kind of hard hits I know a lot of people don't like Zack Snyder's films because of that I personally we were talking about Watchmen before we started this podcast for a different thing entirely Um, but I I personally love kind of the slowed down movement unless you see everything and it also gives you this visual perspective that you don't otherwise have it's nice to see things kind of explode around a character in slow motion and see what they're feeling on their face what their arms are doing how their body's moving you get so many elements when you get to see that but yeah and plus it it just it leads for me it it leads to better like acting and better like character portrayals because you're not having to worry about like oh i just need to throw my arm out this one because they're going to cut this anyways like you have to play this scene from start to finish like in order to be able to get the battle but i think what made this such a fun movie for me to watch was just the scale of it like those zoom outs to see how massive like the immortals are like you know like Xerxes armies and like you know just you know you're seeing like an actual scale of the 300 of them and then like the thousand (laughs) of the other ones that they have to face you know and then they show you kind of the after effects of like you know they're they're broken they're bloody but they're ready for the next one because they're they're spartans but they're also building like a massive wall of the people that they killed in this like battle you know (laughs) and i think that's just like a really gnarly kind of thing to throw into an action film i think that kind of works with the the shooting style that you were talking about the slow burn how you can kind of see it's kind of you stick with the spartans as they're going up against this like they're not going to be able to win and they know that and you know that but you're going to be with them until that last moment. And it's like, it's yeah. painful to watch, but Zack Snyder forces you to like stick yeah. it in and watch it and, and stick it, it out. It's a fun world too. Um, one thing, Very uh, dark I'll, kinda, too. I'll kind of wrap this up with saying this is one thing that I think is funny is a lot of people have made complaints about it. And it's not one of my favorite films. I did enjoy it. it it's not one I've gone back to watch since I watched the first time just because it was, it was decent to me. But a lot of people complain because it's not historically accurate. Here's a fun fact. It's based off of a Frank Miller comic book. It's not based off of history. Um, so it is actually a lot also, of panels. Who cares I know. if it's historically That's the funny accurate? Thing. I'm but sorry. I, but I think it's great cares? because they're like, they didn't do this history properly. It's not based off of history. No. It's sometimes panels from a comic book. So it's based off of a fictionalized account. So you have to kind of take that into account when you're seeing it too. I also, you can, I, I like the way that Zack Snyder kind of carried over Frank Miller's art style as yeah. well. And with like the lack of color and the minimal color. Yeah. And also, fun fact: the queen from Game of Thrones was the one of the main characters. Yeah, I think she wasn't she. She, uh, oh, she was Gorgo or something. Mm-hmm. Was what it said. I, don't, I, I thought, thought wasn't she? Uh, wasn't she like Gerard Butler's like, wife? Yeah. 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 Actually, now that you're saying yeah. that, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. So fun little tidbit yep. for you there. Yep. yep. Three hundred did make my list, but I do appreciate it being on your list. Any Gerard Butler movie is I will, just, yeah, I, fun. I will also say I appreciate the fact that most of that movie's color scheme is yellow and red and yet it doesn't feel like too much yellow and red. No, and but I, I like that so as like a final thing, I love how they highlight the red as like, you know, because this is supposed to be a bloody like bloody battles and stuff, so like the highlights of the yeah. red makes it so much more of like Yeah. Wow. And it gives that visual distinction that the comic book had. And I, I yes. think that's yep. super cool. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome choice. Yep. All right. So choice. Number two. So my number two. Right? We're on number two. We are. Yeah, we're two. flying cool. through this Going one. Yeah. Through this one. Uh, my number two is questionable. I'm going to let you guys be the judge. On a previous episode, we had a portal issue. <laughs> portal 2 is not even a movie, Josh. Um, <laughs> my number two action film is the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I would consider cool that like an action of its there's, time. It's like fighting, it, there's action. It's not there's so no much explosions. A, wait, we're we're talking like suited up, practical talking, effects. Yeah. We're talking like the, my childhood turtles. We're talking Elias, yeah. we're See, talking yeah. Elias Cody as Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah, we're talking. Um, um, hold on, I'm gonna have to look it up. I can't remember. There's I also a, feel like a, if we call the new Ninja Turtles action movies now, we almost have to call the older ones. Like you know. The like action movies. Are, yeah, the new ones are not good. Uh, Sam Rockwell. I'm not ever said good. Sam Rockwell <laughs> was actually the leader of the, the Foot Clan in one of the scenes. 
What? Look it up. I did not know up. that. that <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a little piece of knowledge that I learned that I like to drop on unexpecting. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone, while I victims. look up my favorite actor in a movie I didn't know um, he was in. But it's just you know we talked about in the last episode, kind of the nostalgia factor and the fact that they it's yeah it's practical. It's uh, they did they worked with what they did. No CGI. No, and, and it uh, held it it like in my opinion it holds up because I don't have a nostalgia factor for it because I watched it. Like probably like you know five or six years ago, and I I love that movie. Like that was such a fun yeah. movie to watch. Yeah. I have to admit. Uh huh. Yep. Cameron, Cameron, <laughs> man, I pull up the picture. Cameron is looking at the picture, and smiling. I, I love Sam Rockwell, and now I want to go back and rewatch this because now that I'm older, I know who Sam Rockwell is, and I yeah. wouldn't have when uh-huh. I saw the movie at the time. I actually own all of those movies though because they made multiple. Yeah. Them. Yeah. And they are fun. They're just good. Like, yeah. Fun for especially like. For kids, I think it's just yeah. I remember acting out the movie on my parents' bed when I was a kid. Like I would, I would always be the bad guys because I would like to take the dive. Uh, but uh, I want to imagine like a little, most people can relate little to Josh. That, I think, maybe. Oh, acting out the Ninja Turtle and, movie. Uh, yeah, so Ninja Turtles. You know, I'm I'm a '90s kid, so Ninja Turtles is a staple of my life. There was no way I couldn't put this on my list. Unfortunately, it doesn't, it, it doesn't top my list, but it's up there. Yeah. And, and we, we have it on there as maybe not counting, like, originally, because we talked about comic book movies and, like, which ones should count as action films and which ones shouldn't. Comic book movies in themselves usually are their own genre. There are movies like 300 and TMNT. They kind of go outside of that. The newer TMNTs I would count as comic book films because that's the style they're written in. Yeah. So... I, I think, but this one definitely, I think, just falls under a good action movie. So, yeah. All right. So, my number two, and I swear if you guys say you have not seen this one, like, again, <laughs> I, I own all the movies that I've been talking about, so I'm just going to loan them to you guys. You can right. at least watch them, or we're just going to watch them together. So, this one is going to be Atomic Blonde. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch oh, that one yet. Hold on, hold on, but hold on. But to be fair, it is a little bit newer. Before so. you go into that, Atomic Blonde got destroyed by the critics and that kind of made me stay away from it I don't they... remember it getting destroyed by the critics you need to relook up the critics score for that because right. I don't remember that being a thing but Atomic <laughs> Blonde moving on from Josh is more than anything it is a good action film it's just so much fun to watch there's not a lot of like cutting on the action and sometimes they hold on it for so long that it starts to like make you feel uncomfortable and I think that's what's so great about it. And Charlize Theron is one of the most badass action oh, actors I've ever great. seen in my life and she does incredibly well in this film. It just you feel every hit she takes, you like feel every bruise that she has and then there's James McAvoy to like be that parallel to her. It, it like it's mm, it's just such a good film. It's placed in such a great like time period in history. It's actually based off of a comic book, so it's not based more historical than anything. It's based more off like that fictionalized account. Um, but it's so good. It, it's I just gotta, yeah, it's beautifully stylized. Well. The, the dialogue is great. The music is incredible. I, it's I recommend it to everyone. Everyone should see it. On a quick side note, is this revenge for leaving you out on the RPG? Like, <laughs> I guess it RPG is. I can leave you guys out on my list now. That's man, I can't. I'm naming great so, movies, guys. I think. I think. So it's it got mediocre scores. It's got like sixty percent, fifty, yeah, high fifties. But but that's not the point. I think the point is it kind of got buried under the John Wick hype because John Wick came out in 2014. John Wick Two came out in, 2000, in February of 2017. And Atomic Blonde came out in July of 2017, so it was like right, it was right at the tail end of like the John Wick hype. Yeah, I so, mean, I can see that. I think I, I honestly, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen all the John Wicks. Mm-hmm. Tried watching the first one. I didn't. Atomic Blonde hooks me from the moment it starts, and it's the blues and the reds and like the pinks, the way they're using colors, the way they're using shots to pull you in. And Charlize Theron's performance is one of the best performances I've seen in an action film because it doesn't feel like one. And that's so different. I did see a... I don't know if it was a sneak peek or a trailer of it, but it got me really hyped for the movie. I just never got around to seeing it. It's so it's just so, one of those. so good. But I will borrow that and I will watch it because I have been um, kind of desiring a good action movie. It's, it's one of the best. Yeah. All right, cool deal. So we are on... We're on number two we still. Yeah, yeah, okay, awesome. So <laughs> my number two pick... Sorry, we're learning is... how to count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two pick is another, like, probably, I don't know, I feel like action is very adrenaline-filled adrenaline type movies, and so that's why I had to go with Crank. 
if any of you guys have seen mm-hmm. that one with um, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah. That is... That's such a wild <laughs> ride of a movie the entire time. I don't... Movie. That movie has forced itself to not be slow in any way, shape, or form because yeah. of how it happens. Basically, he gets... He has a... He has like a pacemaker or something installed where if he slows down, it stops his heart. Right. So it's like speed inside the body. Yes. It, it, that's I a mean, great it's, way to yeah. It's, I never thought about that, but yes, it's, that's exactly what it is. But it's so fast paced because not only is he trying to not die, he's also trying to save the you know the female lead of that movie um, while also trying to save himself. And figure out how to get this thing out of him while also like taking down the people that did this. And it's a Jason Statham movie. So, I mean, like, Jason Statham is an action movie actor and he's gonna be in, you know, he's just gonna, like, I, I love his performances. Like, even though he plays a lot of the same characters, I love his performances and everything that he, he does. Al- he always just plays himself. I, I've always thought it's funny, too, that it's just as, like, a side note. Uh, that he's never played Hitman because they've done so many Hitman movies and Jason Statham <laughs> seems like the most obvious choice Well, to I mean, me, he but did they, do Transport. I know, I'm like, talking about Hitman, Hitman itself, like, yeah. the actual series. No, but I, I haven't seen Crank. I've seen a lot of scenes from Crank because I've seen them pop up on, like, best action movie lists or, like, crazy craziest action movie I, lists. I highly recommend and watching it just, that one. it looks like an insane trip. Like, it's, it's so wild the entire time, yeah. yeah. Um... I have a counter argument. I love so I love. We talked about the Guy Ritchie movies. I love Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I love Snatch. Jason Statham is in both of those. Um, but I feel like he plays the same character he in does. every movie, and it yep. gets old for me. I completely agree with that. So yeah. I just didn't get around to seeing Crank or what was that other the mechanic or whatever that yeah. one. Yeah, and see, I, and I like think that's just what like the mechanic, set this Crank, off. the Expendables, whichever one you want to choose. I think that's what yeah. set this <laughs> off. Set this set this off for me is like it's. Yes, he is playing the same character, but the world around him is so much more wild because of the situation that he's in. Because mm. um, we don't see a movie that's really like that. I mean, you, you mentioned Speed, like, you know, being a similar one, but, like, this is... But it's different. It's yeah. so much different because, like, there's... It, it just... During the entirety of the movie, it just feels like so much more is at stake. And, you know, yes, he plays the same character, but the overall feel of the movie and the fast-pacedness of it, it's just... It's, it's off the charts. So, Crank... Had two directors. That's interesting. And uh, Mark Neveldine and Brian Taylor. See, one thing I'll say about Crank is just from the scenes that I've seen, I've always, I've always like wondered who, like, if they ever made a Borderlands movie, if we're talking about the game, mm. who would make like a fun Borderlands movie? And I think honestly, like, you take someone like the directors of Crank and you put that adrenaline rush into a movie, then you then have like yeah. a great Borderlands film mix there, that with something like yeah. Hardcore Henry yeah. that just like came out there which go. is in yeah. first person yeah. perspective anyways cool yeah mm-hmm. I'll have to see Crank I'm like slowly making a list of movies that I need to see also <laughs> movies that I need to see number one my number one is gonna be none other than Baby Driver I could watch that movie over and over and that's over been again. so high on my list of a movie to watch yeah. again just never had the opportunity that to actually get out and see it it's so good Cameron you don't own that one do you <laughs> I do own really that one so, so I actually love Baby Driver. Um, I love the film. I didn't put it on my list because I was thinking about that film, and to me, it's more than just like an action movie. So I kind of just I decided not to put it on the list for that reason because I feel like it's more of a heist movie, and that's yeah. why I didn't make my list. Yeah. So I actually was gonna put Snatch on my list, but I was afraid because I feel like. In the future, we probably end up doing a Snatch heist is a film. better heist film, right? Yeah. But I feel so, like Baby Driver, to me at least, like it's a good choice for an action movie. It's got a lot of great action, and it's mm-hmm. got great actors. John Hamm is incredible. Yeah. But it, I, to me, it's more of a heist movie. But it is a great film, it, and it's so, it's just so enjoyable to watch. Why have you not seen things, Jim? <laughs> Would you like to tell everyone listening why you don't watch movies? <laughs> <laughs> I have such a short attention span sometimes that I honestly cannot commit to sitting down for two hours. No, it's fair. Yeah. I, there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen. It just happens on this list. I've seen most of them, luckily. But, yeah, I mean, I can completely yeah. understand that. I have to say, I started it, I got about 30, I think I think my wife and I were actually fighting when I started watching it, and so I started it without her, and I got about 30 minutes in, and she came home, and she's like, why are you watching this? And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll start it over. And I don't regret it at all. It, it's, it's one of those movies, uh, Ansel Edward is 
incredible. He's like the perfect casting choice for yeah, that for, it, for baby. It's so much um, of that film. John Hamm, so Jamie Foxx, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it's just it's like a star-studded cast. You have John Bernthal in there. Oh my god, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, while it is a more heist film, I do I do tend to lean toward heist films. I love heist films. No, I agree. I just think yeah. they're like a great category but, themselves, yeah. which is yeah. why I saved it because yeah. I know at some point, especially yeah. with how we are, we're gonna do a heist film yeah. at some yeah. point. So. so yeah, Baby Driver will probably be on my heist list. To <laughs> spoiler, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's good choice though. Yeah. I mean, honestly. and the soundtrack. Edgar Wright. I've heard a lot of good things about And the, the use of the soundtrack yeah. with the movie. The way that they filmed, I will say this, they filmed the movie with the music knowing that they were going to use the music and they filmed it directly to match yep. in the editing process. Sure. So cool. Such yeah, a cool it's film. It's so incorporated into yep. the film. Yep. Such a, it, it's a great film. It really is. Well, my number one, you've seen this one, Jim, because it was on your list earlier. Mad Max Fury Road is my number one. I love Mad Max. I... This is, a, another oh one. God, this is another one. This is another one for me. Movie. Now it makes so much sense why you got so mad that I haven't seen it. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I, I was so looking at it. I was like, wow. Like, I was afraid he was going to jump across the table. This is like one of my favorite. I mean, this is one of my favorite films of all time. There's so many aspects that I didn't bring up earlier, so I wanted to wait. But also, like, the fact that the villain that he used for this movie is actually the first person he ever cast as a villain for Mad Max originally, right. yeah, which I think him. is so cool. Yeah. And how he had his wife edit it and his reasoning for having his wife edit the film is because he didn't want it to look like every other action movie because men edit action films. Mm. And this one didn't look like every other action no. movie. It looks completely different. And the world that he builds, the use of trying to do like practical atmosphere and like um, practic- like practicality with the vehicles and stuff like that while also mixing in like the heavy handed CGI that you need to be able to pull a film like this off yeah. and it just it worked so seamlessly and it's also beautiful it's one of the prettiest films it's I've so ever gorgeous. seen yeah, it's like dark but beautiful at the same time and it has um, no right to be so pretty it does not have a right to <laughs> be that pretty it's supposed to be a great yeah, movie it's, it's a brown film but it's not. Like, it doesn't I think, feel like that I think one of the things I like so much about that movie is how much of a story and setting and all that stuff is able to put in there with such a lack of dialogue. Yeah. Because it is a minimalist dialogue in this movie. So here's the funny thing about this. I got stuck waiting for something to be fixed on my car one time for like two hours. So I didn't have headphones, but I had my laptop and I had Mad Max on my laptop. So I watched it without sound. I watched like a good like 40 minutes of the film without sound. Still an incredible film to watch just to see the way it's cut, just to see yeah. the visuals. And I love the sound because I love Junkie XL's music in it. It's so good and like hard hitting. It feels just like the vehicles do when they're slamming into each other. There's so much about this film to love. It's, it's just it, such it's a wild such ride. A, it's, it's the longest chase movie. scene in like the history of film yeah. because that's what it is. It's just one I love long it. it's, scene. Have you ever seen Heat? This like is a three hour long <laughs> movie. But like this, this I mean, this whole movie is set in vehicles on the road. Like there is like maybe moving. one or two or three scenes that is actually like in some sort of like cityscape or in a stationary like like not taking place in vehicles. Yeah, I, I've never seen it, but I just want to say. There's nothing more metal than a dude playing a guitar on like a flaming car. Yeah. That's that's another thing too. Isn't like, that, that's a thing from like one of the other previous Mad Max that they did like in uh, Road Warrior, right? I don't like know an homage to that. Yeah, but I think what, so. What I love about this is they focus on it. Like the music is heavy-handed, like incorporated into this. The way it feels with the atmosphere, and this is also like a rock opera. That's oh, one yeah. thing I love about it too. Is it's like watching a rock opera on the road, going through the desert with yeah. people just like attacking and trying to kill each other. Well, like you have one and, dude just shredding the guitar. Exactly, yeah. and you've got people like balancing on poles back and <laughs> yeah. forth and it's just it's so much fun to watch and also I love um, this is the movie that made me love Nicholas Holt I love Nicholas Holt as yeah. an actor and he plays a great role in this and he's so ridiculous and over the top but then kind of like slowly boils down the character to be like this normal guy real quick wasn't he the one in talks for Batman other than so he was supposedly one of the ones in talks so supposedly what happened with that real quick is that who knows who knows with (laughs) how much rumor there is on the internet but um supposedly they were both hired but they they supposedly Robert Pattinson was the only choice for Batman and then Nicholas Holt's being chosen for something else hopefully Nightwing I want Nightwing that's what I want I want Nightwing or a good choice for a villain and I don't know who he'd play great as a villain, but yeah. 
But yeah, but Mad cool. Max, incredible film. Josh, go watch them. Yes, yes, please I'll, do. I'll take it out of the wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. So my number one pick is a little bit slower of a film, but I feel like it's one of my all-time favorite films. It comes up in any, like, anytime I talk movies, and I can watch it no matter, like, how many times. It's the movie Wanted, which I feel like is a very, like, underappreciated, not a lot, whole lot of people know about it, but it was my first experience to James McAvoy, yeah. Angelina Jolie, um, Morgan Freeman. Like, it's just, it had, you know, just a great, like, a great, like, supporting and, like, lead cast along with it but it was just such a fun also movie to watch because you know that brought in the whole like it's an assassin movie assassin action movie because he's they're training this guy to be like an assassin you know they're teaching him like wild and crazy things like curving a bullet and i think like that's what most people associate which that is movie. not really possible it's not possible no matter but what who world cares? You build. but who cares <laughs> who cares Watching him second guess him, like second himself, like assassinating a guy in the office building, mm-hmm. to going through a whole process in his head, to then getting around the building and curving the bullet around the corner into the window. I don't know. It's just it's so much fun. Like, I I agree. I think uh, it, it is like your. It falls under the definition of an action movie, right? When you yeah. flip over a car on top of another car and then kill someone in the car underneath your car, that's a... Yeah, because you shoot right through the up. sunroof. Yeah, you shoot yeah. them through the and sunroof. And land on the car, wheels up. That's pretty action yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it definitely is like the definition of a textbook action movie. I personally didn't actually like it, I think, because it's the textbook definition of an action that's movie fair. there. That's Everything fair. that I saw in that film was expected from... The moment it starts to the moment it ends, I didn't. There was nothing that threw me off. There was nothing that I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" I just expected everything that happened. Like, yeah. and See, that's and kind of one of the things that like made it such a fun movie for me is like the character that James McAvoy plays is is somewhat relatable because he's like an everyman who's stuck in a dead end job, who all of a sudden gets like this, you know, like this amazing opportunity that like we all like in some way, shape, or form wish we could be pulled away and like you know become like this amazing figure but like something also is like real fun to watch chris pratt get his you know his shit knocked in by a keyboard and like i totally forgot chris pratt yeah he had like such a he he was a supporting role and i think it was one of his like first kind of instances like on the big scene but like still doing parks and rec at the time yeah yeah but it was like i don't know like just that there was a fun scene too watching like the keys and his teeth fly in to make um yeah like a forbidden word yeah it has a lot of cool like action moments i think i would have loved it well you know what i say this but the game was not good in theory, I would like it more as a game than I would as a movie. <laughs> I'm hyperventilating because I love the game too. <laughs> I but like I mean it. That doesn't mean it's good. That doesn't mean it's a great movie. Oh, that I doesn't mean it's that. like a good game. I, I freaking loved it in so many yeah. ways. Like just the idea of taking a thousand raps rats and wrapping them in you know watches and causing them to explode with like uh, ten gallons of peanut butter. I don't know. Like it's just over the top. I can understand so many like over the top things. Yeah. This didn't make my list, but if we're gonna talk Angelina Jolie, I would have put salt in the water. Yes. I thought about that, especially when you said Atomic Blonde. Like I've seen salt, salt Cameron, if that's one movie yeah. you haven't seen. I haven't seen one salt one. because I don't really like Angelina Jolie all that's that much, fair. honestly. I'm not crazy, but like because you know, I thought about Mr. and Mrs. Smith at one point too, but I don't. I remember. was about to say if I was going to choose one for her, hey. Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith yeah. probably would have made my list. Yeah, but cool. Yeah, that's Fair my choice, number one because it's like yeah. one of my all-time favorite movies personally, and I know it's not a favorite of a lot of people, but I don't. And care. it's because you haven't seen Atomic Blonde, so we all understand. <laughs> <laughs> so that has Speaking been our of list salt. of top five action movies. I think we had. A- very solid list. We did because I thought I like that we were kind of all across wanted. the board. Yeah, because yeah. I thought that this was going to be like a more straightforward list. Like I said that to you guys before we started this podcast. That is mm-hmm. not how this turned out. Yep. This was a wild ride. Uh, yeah. So thanks for joining us on this wild ride. We're not done yet, though. We're going to move right over to honorable mentions. My honorable mention is actually going to be a little bit different. It's not one film. It's actually a trilogy. Um, it's going to be the Has Fallen trilogy. So Olympus okay. Has Fallen, yeah. oh, London Has okay. Fallen. Morgan, yeah. We've talked about this. And then the new yeah. one, uh, which is Angel Has Fallen, yeah. coming out this year. Another Gerard Butler film series. And yeah, yeah so that's yeah. all I was saying. Any Gerard Butler film is fun. Uh, the reason that I put this as an honorable mention is because this is like one of the movies, one of the uh, main movies that my dad and I get together and watch. 
it just kind of started. We were just sitting on the couch one day, and it was like, oh, look, Olympus is falling. And we just watched it. It was fun. It was a fun ride. There's explosions, and Gerard Butler shoots people and all this stuff. And and then when uh, London Has Fallen came out, I called him up, and I was like, hey, there's a new <laughs> Has Fallen movie come out. You want to get together and watch it? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I'm really excited to see Angel Has Fallen. There's nothing special about it. It's your, you know, like I said, it's your average guy who's living a life. He gets pulled in the weird. He's like Secret Service or something like that. And then apparently in this one, he gets accused of assassinating the president, which is kind of interesting. So I'm I'm interested to see where they take it. I mean, watching Gerard Butler in action films is always fun. One of my favorites with him. It's not on my list or anything, but um, Gamer is another really Oh my god, I forgot about that movie. I love love that movie. That was so much fun. Yeah, Gamer is is like one of my most, like, I I love to watch that film. It's one of those films, too. It doesn't have anything huge about it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's a fun action film. And that's that's what he's so good at. It was such a cool, like, and that one was such a cool, I I wish I put that one on my list. You have no idea. Uh, But, like, I I mean, (laughs) Olympus has fallen. Like, that's another one that, like, eventually I do want to get around to watching. Because I do like Gerard Butler movies a lot. I, you know, Aaron Eckert is also, like, a really good, you know, I do enjoy him as an actor because I feel like he's got like some range too. Like he can play like a little bit different types he had to choose I Frankenstein and ruin his <laughs> career and that's because yeah. Aaron, Aaron Eckhart is also in like Thank You for Smoking and also in The Dark Knight and he yeah. does a great job yeah but no I've, I've wanted to watch um, I've wanted to watch the whole trailer just because it's interesting it's one of those things where I'm not going to sit down and watch it unless like I it's, there's other movies I'm going to sit down and watch first probably Kind of like yeah. any of my movies, I always say if you have an extra like hour and a half and you're like, I want to watch a cheesy, like I don't yeah, really want to invest my time, but I'll watch it. Or like I'll turn it on if I'm doing something else too right. and like watch it while I'm doing something else. It's that kind of a film. But I mean, again, that's sometimes what action films are. That's what some of the best ones yeah. are, yeah. honestly. Maybe yeah. we should all get together with Josh's dad and watch the movies. I was going to say, <laughs> you, can't, you can't put it on and do something else if you're going to watch it with my dad. That's the only way. <laughs> you have to sit there and you have fun. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Cool, good Moving good on. So, my honorable mention, let's see if it's a film you guys have seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is another Guy Ritchie vehicle. It's going to be Man from Uncle. Yes, is that, is that I actually one? have watched that one. Is yes. That Steve, yes. Is that Steve Carell? No. No, no. Um, that old. is. That's, no, that's Get Smart. You're oh, thinking sorry. of Get Smart. Okay, yes. No, Man yes. from Uncle is sorry. Army Hammer and Henry Cavill as spies, yeah, yeah. and it is such a fun it's, film. It's so great because, like, you have, like, the, the American. Because this was, like, set during, like, the Red Scare and, like, all that stuff. Yep. And, like, they actually put an American spy teamed up with the Russian spy yep. and like put them towards the same goal and, and like just so hilarity ensues in a way. It's like, yeah. so much fun to watch. It's a great movie. The, the movie is so stylized to Guy Ritchie style in like the way he does yeah the way he does montages wow. on that yeah. and just the fun the humor the quip, mixed the with quips. the violence yeah. and oh everything there was not a moment in that film where I was not just like what? fascinated and loved. David Josh. Beckham's in that movie. What? Yeah, David Beckham was, is was in that he movie. The villain? No, no, no. He play. He's like briefly in it. It's okay. like a brief bit that he has in that. It's like a joke. I don't know. David Beckham has a villain. Like, but to him. no, villain it was. Like, it's just. It's such a fun film. Like that's. I think what I love so much about it is I've seen it multiple times now, like and movie. it's fun every time I watch it. Um, have you seen that movie with? Um, Oh, Tom Hardy and Reese Witherspoon and oh, you're talking about it's like the romantic man yeah, kind of I thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, love it, war, something war. Hold on. So I started watching that a while back on Netflix, and I never finished it. Uh, not because it was bad or anything, but because I didn't finish it. But <laughs> but I I've actually always wanted to see that. Um, I know what you're uh, talking this about. This means though. war. Yeah, this yep. means war. Yeah. yeah, that's what that reminds me. Yeah, of. I, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you yeah if you haven't seen Man from Uncle Josh then you should watch it. It's, I'm adding it's it to my another, list right now. Yeah, I don't know if I own that one. I don't know if I do. So I'll have to check through and see. But I can, it is, I can find it. It's, I'll, it's rent, I'll, I'll rent it from Blockbuster. We'll it's, and it's yeah, another Guy Ritchie film, and it's so much fun. It's yeah, I enjoy just it. I'm actually so just making a guy, a guy Ritchie list <laughs> of like things I need to watch. That's a list for later too. Yeah, favorite Guy Ritchie films. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. 
Um, awesome. So my honorable mention, I'm not going to lie, like my heart sank a little bit when you said Get Smart because that's my honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the new one? Right? Yeah, with Steve Carell. I, I do too. I, I do too. I but like, say it in a negative I know, but it was still was like, just... oh man, I can't believe someone brought it up before I did. Like, Because <laughs> that is also, like, I love that film so much. It is so funny and there's like a lot of good action stuff in it, but it just, there was so many other movies that I feel like deserve to be on a top five list as opposed to get smart but i still feel like it's smart is worth mentioning because it is yeah. such a different it's an action comedy but it's yeah. so much more of an action movie. i thought about it for my list because i love yeah. that movie i think it's hilarious and the action is fun to watch it's it one is of those where it's like you're not watching the action because it's hard hitting like you're Matt watching Max, it like because you're, steve carell is like yeah you're watching it because it's hilarious the, yeah, exactly. to see it's like it's like watching Jackie Chan films. You're not watching Jackie Chan because you love <laughs> watching his action. You're watching him for the slapstick comedy that comes yeah. out of the action. But like, there's okay. okay. I don't. I don't want to change the subject. You but once that. I found out that Jackie Chan was his own stunt, like does his own stunts. Oh, did you not? Oh, you didn't. No, no. But I'm saying like when. That's, okay, like, when I watch okay. Jackie Chan movies for that. the stunts now because I like to see the stuff that he. Well, does yeah, movies. but it's like he does slapstick. Like yeah, so he does. That's yeah. what like, gets smart. Really funny. Yeah, yeah. Gets smart is like. I mean, there, there's some, like, I was, I found, like, I was really drawn in, like, towards the end, like, when they're on, like, on the big, like, car chase scene, and, like, they have, like, the plane on there, they're on the train, yeah. they're, like, you know, they're, like, the, or, like, on the train tracks, the, the vehicle's on fire, they're trying to get out of it, he's well, being dragged behind him, like, you know, it's just... And it's a great cast, too, because great. we're talking yeah. about Steve Carell, The Rock, Dwayne, yeah, and Dwayne Hathaway, yeah. isn't, um... um Oh, what is his name? The Great Khali. Alan Arkin is in it. The Great Khali from, I think he was in the WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, that is just, it is a really fun Yeah, it's such a funny Uh, one. Have you seen that one, Josh? No. You haven't? Do you think that uh, Steve Carell has become kind of like the one-note actor as well? I I know. I, I love everything that Steve Carell does. I am a massive Steve Carell fan, and I will watch the movie just because Steve Carell is well, in it. That means you're biased. That does mean you're biased. So I am that's also fair. Okay, that's a huge true. Steve Carell fan. Steve Carell was already kind of maxed out in acting when he did Get Smart. Get Smart, he benefits from the script because and the people around him because it's so good. But in reality, he's playing Michael Scott. He's playing Michael Scott getting to be in a spy movie is kind of what it is. Yeah. He's playing a smarter Michael Scott, though. But um, I also wanted to mention, it also has Terrence Stamp in it. I yeah. love Terrence Stamp. Oh, man, I love him. He was the, the motivational speaker in Yes Man, the Jim Carrey movie. That's where I was <laughs> And from. he's also General Zod in the original Superman 2. Or oh Superman God. and Superman 2. Really? And he's Jarrell in Smallville. Nice. So okay. I, I love Terrence Stamp. I've seen him in all kinds of things. But yeah, no, that's a that's a great choice. So I'm gonna get smart and go watch that movie. I just realized a movie that's yeah. not on my list. <laughs> anyway, get smart. <laughs> Speaking of dishonorable mentions, uh, <laughs> we're gonna move right along to our ugly portion of the show where we talk about crappy things. <laughs> uh, my dishonorable mention. Cameron and I have been debating whether we have the same movie right, yeah. as the Dishonorable. I'm in it, which has really piqued my curiosity, because I'm like, what? It's a pretty obvious choice. Mine's Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Annihilation, yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, so, I get why... Cause that, that is your Dishonorable as well? That Excellent. is a bad movie, but Excellent. I love that one because I grew up watching that one no, as a kid. Dude, so go back like, and watch it. I know, so, that's why I don't want to go back and watch it, because I know Mortal, it's not a great Mortal movie. Mortal Kombat Annihilation looks like somebody... Like, they hired a 13-year-old kid and was like, here's what CGI yeah. is. We need you to put this in Yeah, this there's movie. a reason why I don't go back they and watch it. They brought in the same actors from the first... Here, here's a fun fact. The first Mortal Kombat movie is not a terrible film. No, it's... It's enjoyable to watch. I've watched watch. it at least, at least five times. It is Probably enjoyable more. enough to watch it through at least once or even more just because it's fun. And it's cheesy, yes, and the effects aren't the best, but actually they're not terrible for mm-hmm. considering what kind of movie it was. And then Mortal Kombat Annihilation starts. You don't have to get five minutes into this film before you hear the line, now you must die. And it's said like that, and that's the worst part about the film. It's so terrible. I think, yeah, Shao, the guy who plays Shao Kahn is just awful. I don't know, it's been, it's been years since you, you know, I'm, I'm assuming all of you have seen it, so they kill off Johnny Cage like five minutes into the movie. Yeah. And then like, because yeah, isn't that what like Sonya's, sets off the movie? Sonya's like upset for like a minute, and then like 
nothing ever happens. She forgets about him like the rest of us do. Yeah. It's it's honestly, <laughs> I mean, and then not to mention Raiden with the raspy voice. Like, yeah. oh man, the amount that I wanted him to just stop talking, just yeah. quit talking, and then just the reuse of sets too. Like I remember in the very beginning, they're running through halls like underneath this temple, and they're very clearly running through like the same <laughs> the hall same repeatedly, hall. and. Oh man. It's like yeah. they ran out of budget and they're like, We are getting this thing done. <laughs> I I don't even know. It's like they said, Hey guys, we've got a thousand left over from the first Mortal Kombat. Let's just make another one. <laughs> and then so I don't know, we could pick this apart all, all oh, day, I'm sure. Yeah. But the fact that they tried to work in as many Mortal Kombat characters as they could and it was just like an <laughs> overload. It was like they threw in Baraka in there and it was just like Okay. I don't like, remember Baraka being in that movie. And I think that's yeah. part of the problem. Yeah, you, that's, that's a huge part of the yeah. problem. Especially yeah. when it's a character like Baraka. Again, yeah. so again, yeah. again, a movie that I don't want to go back and watch because I know how bad of a movie it is. But like, I, just, oh, I want to cherish. Like, so, we're going to watch it. So, we're going to have a Mortal Kombat day. Oh, we Let's are now. Yeah, I want to do this because yeah. let me say one thing about the film. is <laughs> It is one of those films that is hilarious to watch for all the wrong reasons, but also... Even as funny as it is, it is still hard to get through. It is sad. Because it's <laughs> so, so yeah. bad. Yeah. Like, Hollywood is the premier place for films. And when they put out something like that, especially with such a big game franchise. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's just not... So, I've been waiting for that Mortal Kombat remake uh, for years to kind of cover... Because Annihilation still hurts to think about. So, I've been waiting for something... Yeah, he's showing me pictures of, uh, oh, what's his name? The, the Minotaur? The yeah, Centaur the Minotaur. Guy, the Centaur guy. There. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, just to, just to give you an idea, if you haven't seen it, um, it got 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 2% on Rotten Tomatoes, 11% on Metacritic, and this is kind of surprising, 78% of people liked it on Google. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust Google Which, reviews yeah. on movies anymore. I don't know if number like that for that kind of yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, this is this is a, a monumental occasion because this is the first time <laughs> in our, you know, however many episodes we've done so far where we have gotten the same film in the same category. Yeah. So this has been Cameron and my <laughs> Uh, dishonorable mention together forever. My dishonorable. <laughs> oh man, there's I... no erasing it. So yeah, so we're gonna move on to, to Jim, who I'm assuming is not have more. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I definitely don't. Uh, my dishonorable mention is slightly unfortunate because I did like the cat, or I rather I like the actors um, part of it because it you know Jack Black and Robert Downey Jr. But my my dishonorable mention is Tropic Thunder. Mm. Interesting. Whoa. I don't like that movie. I don't. I mean, there's stuff that I like about it. I feel like the sense of humor missed you as a whole. <laughs> I think so, and I think that's a movie that I need to go back and rewatch. But as I was like coming up with this list, I was like, "What?" It was. I was struggling to find out what movie to put on dishonorable mention. And so more, I was thinking less about like action and more comedy. That's though? what I'm gonna say. For one, it's action with basically all slapstick. But I mean, I mean, it's comedy with basically all slapstick, and so, the slapstick barely to... falls into action. Okay, so. I, do I need a backup? So you should then? probably just change yours to Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I mean that's fair. I'll, I mean I'll let it slide. No, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll let it stay on here. I, I just I I don't know how you don't like that film. That's one of my favorite kind of I, I might need to go back and rewatch it, but I Tom I don't know. Cruise I just is fantastic. Remember, like, Tom Cruise is the best. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. I need to go back and rewatch it yeah. because like I think when I first watched it, I did which is so many things that like I just. It felt like kind of a struggle for me to get through it, I guess. But I, maybe it was just a product of like the time for me. It's so it's I will, you know movie. what? I will give you guys. I'll go back and rewatch it um, because we're gonna, we're gonna have a for you guys listening out there that are like cussing <laughs> at your speakers. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have a movie night. And we're gonna rectify a lot of these lists. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because man, uh, I, with Traffic Thunder though, one thing I will say because I liked it is <laughs> <laughs> is I we never got a sequel. Which is so... There's not a lot of comedies I'm like, I need a sequel. Mm -hmm. Tropic Thunder is one... I mean, there's so many options you could go, like, film... Like, they're filming a Predator movie or something like that. Like, there's yeah. so many options you can go to, like, mess with that type of, like, plot. And I just... I think it was so much fun. Do you feel like we need a second, though? Yeah. Oh, like okay. uh, yeah. No, I'll take a second. Okay. I, I would absolutely be, like, first in line to see that at the theater. 
I gotta say, like, so, so some of these movies I didn't put because they're comedy, but like, MacGruber would have made my list if it yeah. would have been action, right? I'm still waiting on a sequel for that. Right. Um, and, uh. Yeah, I mean, I almost put, um, I, there's a movie called, uh, Nice Guys, and oh, yeah. I love Nice Guys. Ryan Gosling? Uh, Ryan Gosling yeah. and Russell Crowe, directed by, um, Guy Shane Ritchie? Black. Shane <laughs> Black. <laughs> um, so not Guy Ritchie. But. <laughs> Uh, that I it's thought about putting that on, but it's more comedy. But it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, and I think that's why I put it on like an action movie list because I feel like I remember more like action sequences than I do like some of the comedy. Because like yeah. the comedy that I do remember from it is like the comedy that everyone thinks about is like you know the jokes that Robert Downey Jr. makes like after he like went through his quote unquote like surgery. You know, like I just, I just think one thing I love about that movie is that it doesn't have any downtime to me. It kind of just starts and ends like. And in the middle, it's just stuff you want to watch. So, I, I don't know. I really like it. The scene where Tom Cruise yells that the profanity's into the phone just makes me die. The end credits where he's just dancing. That's <laughs> that alone. I think Tom Cruise is just in a fat suit. <laughs> yeah. I, watched that movie. I do have to admit, like, I did, I like, even... I did like that. Because, like I said, there was stuff that I liked about yeah. the movie. I don't want that like to come off like the, there was, like, I, I hated there... the movie altogether. But, like, it just... There was enough to put it on your dishonor. Yeah, it, like, yeah there, I, I guess mean, so. I think there was. But, uh, you know what? I will give you guys, I'll go back and I'll rewatch it, so... So we're gonna, Sorry for putting that just, on my Dishonorable We're just going to amend that, and Jim's uh, Dishonorable is going to be Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mortal Kombat Annihilation is a great choice, Jim. I really agree with that one. <laughs> oh when we come back after Jim has seen that, <laughs> we're going to do a list of five reasons why Mortal Kombat Annihilation <laughs> is one of the worst films ever made. Oh, please. That's going to be... Oh, man. Again, thanks for sticking with us for this last hour. Um, this has been our top five action films with some honorables and dishonorables thrown in there, whether they be good or weird. <laughs> um, but as always, I'm Josh. I'm Cameron. And I'm Jim. Uh, I guess I should tell you where we can find us on uh, social media. You can find me on Twitter at JawsXBird. I'm on Instagram as ThatCameronGuy22. And I'm on Twitter at HoldMajimbles. Alright, and as always, this has been List This, where we list and you listen. See you next time. Thank you.